Ask Pastor Oda here. God bless you richly, bringing God's word to you today. Always a pleasure. And uh, we thank God for the opportunity. And Father, we receive your word today. We receive it with thanksgiving. I pray, Lord, that they, they will hear my voice, but they will hear you, Lord. Speak to their needs, mighty God. Let it minister to them personally. And let your power be revealed even through your word in their lives. To the glory and praise of your mighty name, in Jesus' name, amen. Today I'll be sharing on a picture perfect. That's what I've titled it. And I know a lot of people, a lot of us that love photos can relate to this. If you love to take photographs, um, a lot of times we take photographs at our best, when we look our best. And those pictures is what you like to display to others or in a public place, maybe in your family area, in your living room, in your house. That's what you want to place. And then uh, I remember in time past when, as we were growing up, when we have visitors coming, we present our photo album for them to go through as it as it were like telling a story of your life they will see your best days what you've accomplished what happened here and there so they become like a documentation of what they haven't seen but now that they are here in your house you want to give them opportunity to learn more about you in pictures and to those in social media those are the kind of photos your best photos you want to put in your profile picture or cover photo you don't put those bad pictures that you really don't want people to see of you in those public places. And I believe too that God would like us to have a picture that is perfect, you know, as we go in the journey of our lives. We all have a vision. Everyone born of God has a purpose on this earth and that's why you are living. God would have spoken to you in one way or the other. He speaks in diverse ways. To some people, he must have shown them vision of their life and you see even God is so interested in pictures too because many times he shows us pictures of what to, of what we are to expect or the visions of our life and for instance he shows you a big crowd of people and you are ministering to them that picture sticks on your mind so it becomes like a perfect picture for you to continually look on to encourage you so even when you want to stop and throw in the towel you remember that picture you will rise up and you keep moving Many times we read a book, you might forget the lines, you might forget the phrases, but the picture will always stick. And Jesus, during his ministry, he taught a lot of the times in pictures, and those were parables. So he will use illustrations of physical things that we can relate with and use it to bring out spiritual truth. And God loves us, would like us to have those pictures. Habakkuk 2 to puts it this way, that you write a vision and make it plain that those that will read it will run. Making it plain is to make it, you know, in a readable form or in a picture that people can clearly see. And I would like us to read here about a particular uh, scripture that many times we've misunderstood what Apostle Paul was actually um, communicating in Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. He said, Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Apostle Paul uh, saying here, there are two pictures he painted here. 
Many times we read it to mean that Apostle Paul said anything that has ever happened to you in the past, forget it so you can move forward. So he's not really saying forget everything. He's saying that anything that is going to hinder you from pressing forward, those are the things we should forget and those are the things we should not allow to have hold on us. And the reason is because so that we can keep moving forward. But he had a picture in front of him and he had a picture behind him. So as it were, the picture of where he's going, the goal, pressing towards the mark, is a picture of the people he's going to affect, the grace that is going to impact on others, just the same way Christ impacted him. So when he made a reference of uh, how Christ laid hold of him, he's actually talking about his encounter with Jesus. And of course, we remember the obvious encounter he had with Jesus on the road to Damascus, how Christ appeared to him and the glory shone around him. So that is kind of a picture that always remained with him. So even as he looked back into his past, he will always see that picture. And it motivates him to keep pressing on to affect those people ahead. Because the same grace that he's been given, he wants to impact onto others. So there is a balance here. So he's not saying that we should must forget everything. But there are things you must keep at the forefront of our mind. Many times the visions of God, they become so clear when we keep looking at them and then we keep understanding them. And so even the children of the uh, children of Israel, they were always um, focusing on those pictures where God came through for them. And one of them was the crossing of the Red Sea. They had a, like a framed photograph on their mind. Each time they encountered another difficulty, they remember how God parted the Red Sea. And they will be encouraged. What picture do you have on your mind? That breakthrough that you had, now that is fading away, even in this difficult time, you don't seem to remember it. Bring back the picture, put it where you can see, so you receive strength from that and keep moving forward. There is a perfect picture that will always motivate you for each and every day of our life. And sometimes to difficult times, um, we can think about them, but not in a bad way. But you think about how God delivered you. For instance, personally, the times where my husband and I were waiting for to have children, to have our first child, it took so long, almost 10 years. It was a trying period. It was a, a sad period, period of disappointment. But today, I look back to those days. It don't depress me, don't push me down anymore, but it motivates me. I saw how God came through for us. I saw his deliverance. I, I saw and we experienced his breakthrough. And this is now pushing us forward, even to help others to have that victory that God gave to us. So you see, we don't forget completely, but those pictures move us forward. So I pray today that you remember again the vision of God, that you make it clear. Even Jesus had that picture. In John 17 verse 5, Jesus said, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So the same glory that he had with the Father is the same glory right now he's looking at as he was proceeding to the cross where he was going to suffer. He said, I know there was a glory I had with you in the past. And that's the glory that I desire now to have after all I'm going to do on the cross. So that picture helped him too, even as human on earth. So today, bring that photograph again. 
put it again very clear and look at it and be encouraged to keep pressing towards the mark of your calling. And the Lord give you great success. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Oda, God bless you. And I'm continuing with the series on Picture Perfect. So continuing on that, I will title this segment, Don't Just Read Your Story, Write Your Story. So we are going to look again on Jesus. is our perfect example, how he did what he did. And the Bible says he's the author of our faith and the finisher of our faith. So we are learning from him and we are learning of him. So from Luke chapter 4, verse 16. He says, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and all, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So this is Jesus um, after after the temptation and after the baptism and as he was starting his ministry the bible says that he went into the synagogue and this he was doing was his practice to go but um the bible says on this particular day he stood up he indicated that he he wanted to read the scroll and so he was given the permission to read the scroll and of course the, uh, the spirit led him to open where it was written of him where it has been framed this picture perfect um vision had been framed right in there so he opened it and he read it as if to say, this is my picture, I presented it to you. And then after reading, he made a profound statement. He said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. As if to say, it is no more going to just remain on writing. It's not just going to remain for people to read it so you hear. But from now on, I'm going to write it. I'm going to play it out for you to see practically. So what was written in pictures, as it were, is now going to be translated into operation. And now going forward, you are going to read these scriptures in my life or in the account of what I'm going to do. So watch me leave it. Uh, Watch me write the story. Watch me break it down for you. Watch me make this scripture become a living epistle. So now we become that living epistle as uh, Apostle Paul clearly wrote it in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2 to 4, he said, You are our epistle written in our heart, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tab- a tablet of flesh that is of the heart. So this is Jesus just displaying exactly what Apostle Paul wrote here by the Spirit of God. That when we, after we write the vision and make it plain, we don't just leave it there, we, we write it. So you are, Jesus read the, the, the book of the Isaiah 
how it was documented. He lived it out. So as if to say, I read and now I have to write. So I, what book are you writing? Are you writing a book that someone else is going to read in order to be inspired and to also write their book? So in Luke chapter 7, again, making reference to Jesus, and this was when John the Baptist sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus if he was a Christ. So Luke chapter 7 from verse 22 to 23, say, Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things you have seen and heard. That the, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lep- lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have been uh, preached the gospel and to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So uh, at a point, John the Baptist was like, okay, I know one of those assignments that he's supposed to do was to come and restore the kingdom to Israel. And of course, they were waiting in the physical, looking to see these things. But he went and he rem- and so he, he, in a little bit of doubt, I, I presume, he sent his disciples to go and inquire again. Of, of course, this is the same John who pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So what has brought in this doubt? Is it because what he is living out or writing is not clear to them? Or they did not in the first place understand the vision or understand the purpose or understand what was written about him? But thank God for Jesus who understood and is playing it out. So in response to uh, John's disciples, he said, go and tell them that the blind see. This is what I read about me, that I'm going to give sight to the blind. The lepers are healed. Those that are oppressed have been set free. The gospel is preached to the poor. This is it. So these are the writings. These are my the living epistles. These are the things that are now being clearly portrayed so you really don't need to go back in the book to read it read my works for my works are following me read my works so these are my writings for you plainly the blind are saying john can you see this can you now read it from my life from my accomplishment so jesus has given us a great example of what to do so after you've framed that uh, picture and you look at it and and inspires you don't stop there That is the beginning of a story that is going to be written by you. And I pray that after you have written your story, anyone who is going to read it will be so inspired that we see the handiwork of God and all the glory will be to Jesus. And at the end of the day, of course, your reward will be great to the glory of God. So God bless you. Amen. Glory be to God. This is Axel Sorega. So excited to bring the word of God to you. And we are continuing on the series that um, I titled Picture Perfect. And so to add to that, um, that after we have uh, framed this picture on our mind and made the vision plain, we must leave it out. And then that is start work. Every anointing is for work. So we have been anointed, we've been empowered, and then we start living it out just like Jesus did. And the Bible says our works will follow us. So to add to that, I will add here that the nature of every call is global. So God gives us call with a global view in mind. And when you listen to um, outstanding, uh, successful people, both in ministry and business and everything, they always tell you, God gave me a global call. 
and many times in time past people ridicule such kind of statement to make it look like who are you to go globally because global then meant you need to travel from nation to nation or your product must must go from nation to nation uh, but um, right now the definition of global has uh, completely changed and this is to also let us know that the word of god is forever even if the bible was written long time ago when there was no internet connection behold here we are with internet connection that even at a spot you can be traveling around the whole world so the vision of god has a global effect and if you're wondering how you're going to accomplish your global call welcome to the season where the whole thing going global has become so easy thank god for the internet so i'm going to read here um at chapter 1 from verse 7 to 9 and he said to them it is not for you to know times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth and now when he had spoken these things while they watched he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight so this is the great commission the assignment god uh, jesus gave us before he ascended to go ye into the nations so you start from where you are as if to say you start small but you must not remain small you must expand he spoke this directly to the disciples but his, this word also speaks to all all of us every one of us and it's not just to ministers of the gospel but it it also applies to everyone with a purpose and a vision you must have a global view so if you're in business for instance you must think globally because people are there outside of your circle of influence as it is right now that you are able to affect and what do i mean by thinking globally then you have to know what god meant in the beginning when he was talking about nations you know when he talked about nations to abraham this is what he said in genesis chapter 12 verse 2 he said i will make you a great nation i will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing this is to abraham talking to him as a nation as an individual as a family and right back to where uh, noah when uh, they came out of the ark god was apportioning the blessing to his children as concerns nations so as if to say every of noah's children represented a nation so this is actually the definition the lord gave me one year and it has so blessed me and helped me to you know expand my ministry on a global call because as a lady and with young children used to bother me a lot when is it that i'll be able to travel just as the lord has told me that i'm going to go globally i never knew that global definitely the definition is going to change and the work will be a lot easier especially for those who are not able to travel physically that the lord is going to make it a lot easier so one of those experiences was when one year in our church we had a team of wealth transfer and wealth creation so that year i was praying one day just asking the lord to help me to lend to nations because we're learning that we shall not borrow but lend to nations and it looked so big to me like wow when will i become that rich to be able to lend to nations so one day i was praying earnestly father help me enrich me help me to be able to lend to nations and right there in the middle of the prayer god interrupted me and said you are already doing it 
and I'm like already doing it. It was like, I, I don't know if I was disappointed by hearing that as an answer to my prayer, but I was, I got up from that prayer and I started studying. Am I already doing it? And then God started teaching me the definition of nations. That nations don't just mean geographical area. It also means human beings. So as you are giving to your family, you have to give to other families. And as you give to other families, you are giving to nations. Every family representing a nation as it were. So he just encouraged me, said, you're already doing it. Keep doing it. Just expand it and keep moving forward. So right from that day, I started giving out more. You know, so as you give to charities, as you give to missionaries, as you give to organizations, outside of your family you are lending to nations so you see the definition is not that big or too tedious God don't give us anything too hard or too difficult for us to do and if we continue to gain understanding you begin to see that this work will even get easier and easier and better and better so uh, every one of us especially for those that have traveled out of their area God has brought you from one nation and put you in another nation you must have to learn to influence other people. You know, some people have the habit of if it's not from their own place, if the person does not have their kind of culture, they can't really relate with the people. They will rather give to the people that speak like them, dress like them, act like them. But God will want you to expand your scope because it is his call for us to bless and be a blessing to the nations of the world. Go ye into the uttermost part of the earth. So today, see your call as a global call see that business to influence other people other than those around you you know and another occasion the lord also spoke to me as i prayed concerning my ministry i said lord i don't know when i'm going to break forth into the nations but i know you spoke to me this and you said this and you said that and then the lord spoke to me again said use your phone it looks so weird lord use my phone you know it took me a while but i finally got it that with my phone i can travel around the world and then i started a global prayer ministry just praying for the nations and the lord said now you're traveling now you're going so even in your closet you're praying but your prayers are traveling far even on your in your closet you are you are using the phone to connect with people but you are traveling far so you see the global call is not that difficult so whatever you are doing today just have this understanding that with the vision god has given you you have created that picture just keep moving and going just keep moving and you see that before you know it nations your your the the glory of god will just be spreading across the nations through your influence through your product through your prayer through your preaching through your impact and then uh, the global call is here and is fulfilled so i pray the lord continue to give you understanding continue to enlarge your coast and your territory and continue to make himself strong in that that you do giving glory to himself so god bless you richly today as you accomplish your purpose globally in jesus name amen